everyone. This is Florence Bremer. I'm back for another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am a mother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, follower of many television shows, fashionista, and overall lover of popular culture. Besides all of this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer in Phoenix since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between my work life and my personal life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I have developed tips for living your best life and enjoying your work and enjoying time off. As a lawyer, it feels I'm never entirely off the clock. I never step away from thinking about my cases and my clients, and it does seep into my everyday life. But I do my best to enjoy my work, and so please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. As I've mentioned in other practices and other podcasts, this podcast is also for anyone, anyone who owns a business, anyone who is an executive, anyone in the corporate world, anyone in trades. We talk about time management. We talk about tips for making your work life work better. Some things that I wanted to talk about today is clearing your head. Um, First of all, I'm going to start off with just a tiny tip, just a little tip. Lighten your bags. This is something that I have a really big struggle with. I would carry my entire life with me if I could. Um, I like to have my laptop with me. Um, I often carry a tablet with me too, although I've been trying to leave that home and just using my phone and my laptop for what I might do on the tablet just to lower what I need to carry. Um, I have one of the big iPad Pros, which I enjoy quite a bit, but I've been leaving it at home and using it at home because my shoulder and my neck and my head are killing me all the time. I ended up today, I'm recording this on a Sunday, and as my listeners know, I record my weekly podcast somewhere between Friday and Sunday each week. And um, this week, I recorded it today, Sunday. My day was ruined, in a sense, because I woke up with a headache. And I know I've talked about it before, that phenomenon of having the weekend headaches when you really should be able to relax and enjoy. Sunday was not scheduled to be a relaxing and enjoying day for me. Um, And I'll talk about that in a second. But I think part of the cause of these headaches is I'm carrying too much. So this week I bought a littler purse and I've been carry I carried that for the weekend. I really felt the difference not having that big weight on my shoulder and pulling on my shoulder and my neck. And then the extra stuff that I couldn't fit in the purse, I put in my laptop case and um, had the laptop case in the back of my car and I had it if I needed it. Guess what? I really didn't need that extra stuff. Um, So I'm carrying probably an extra couple pounds of stuff that I don't necessarily need. 
So if you can, lighten your load, lighten your bags. I wanted to talk today about clearing your head. This week, this upcoming week, my schedule is one of the worst schedules I've experienced in a long time. I feel like I'm the lawyer who cried schedule because every week I'm talking about how bad it is. Um, but this week is just is bad. Um, I cannot fit in anything else. Uh, I have people who are calling me. They want to come in for an appointment. I cannot get them in. I, I guess if I was getting them in at maybe 7 or 8 p.m., I could do something like that, but that's not workable. It's not workable for them. It's not workable for me. Um, I'm going to be tired by that point, even if they wanted to come in that late. It's just not working. (laughs) So this week I have Monday and Tuesday, I have all-day depositions. Wednesday, I have um, a luncheon and then a sentencing. Thursday, I have three court hearings. I have a final final trial management conference on my upcoming jury trial. And then I have a uh, trial and I have a scheduling um, uh, conference, I guess it could be called. It was actually supposed to be a trial. I was double booked and it turned into just a half hour status scheduling conference. And that's on Thursday. And then Friday, I am all day at the women's at the AWLA, so the Arizona Women Lawyers Association, their annual conference. I'm one of the sponsors of it. I've been looking forward to this for six months, and it's here. And then during this week, everything else has happened. Also this weekend, this upcoming weekend, not this current weekend, but this upcoming weekend, all of a sudden, these things that I scheduled ages ago are coming up. For my husband's birthday, I brought him, I bought him tickets to Bill Burr, and my brother and um, my brother's significant other are coming with us, and we're going to have this great night out on Friday. And so that's coming up too, but it's at the end of a long week. And then Saturday, I'm seeing Adam Carolla for a show in Phoenix. It was actually supposed to be at the beginning of October, and then they sent an email and they said, hey, it's getting moved to the end of October. So it's in the same weekend as my Bill Burr weekend. So it's just a crazy amount of stuff. And then it's the weekend before Halloween, which to me is always uh, a very busy weekend. Your kids are doing stuff. Sometimes parties pop up. You have to make sure you have candy. Are you going to dress up? You know, all that sort of good stuff. And the week before, like this, the week that I just finished was another crazy week. I had a bunch of court on Friday. I had almost a full day of depositions and I haven't had a chance to breathe. So this, this podcast is about just clearing your head. So what I had to do for this weekend is to basically schedule time to clear my head. And as I've talked about in prior podcasts, that Saturday in the past, historically, is what I call my hustle day. I'll see family, 
I will do a bunch of running around. I'll run errands. I try not to do anything work-related. I try not to even think about work. And um, and then Sunday, I like to just have a, a quiet day. And then if I need to get some work done, I'll do some work on Sunday. This weekend, I had to flip it up. And what I did was just think, I need to clear my head. It. I need a fresh start. I need to be able to get into this upcoming week and hopefully just feel just feel like it's fresh and feel like I can get through this week. I don't know that I succeeded and I'll tell you why in a couple of moments, but I'll tell you what I did to try to get to that. So on Saturday, I just I let some things go. There were things that I usually do and I just cut them out. Um, I might spend some time sort of walking around the library. This time I just returned books, grabbed the books that were on hold, and um, just left. Everything I cut down. I got some groceries, but I didn't get as many groceries as I usually do and just got home as quick as I could. I took a bath, which is my favorite thing to do on a Saturday, is just soak in the tub and soak my muscles and soak my soak away the soreness. And I felt particularly sore this week, which I think is another effect of just the stress of it all. You start to feel it in your joints and your lower back and your shoulders. Those are the spots for me. And I just needed to soak in the tub, flip through some books, flip through some magazines. I started a new book this week. I'm not that far, but I hope by next week I can give it a proper review. It's called Overworked. And I'll talk about that one a little bit more next week. So I took it easy. Um, One thing I want to talk about that I did that was kind of fun. It was probably not as much fun for my staff as it was for me. But I, I have to brag about them because this was one of the greatest things I had ever seen. I am so proud. I'm so happy of it. Happy with it. Um, So I live in a town called Anthem, and it's just a little town north of Phoenix. And during the fall, they have a fall festival, and so it was this weekend. So that was another thing I did. I kind of strolled kind of quickly through the fall festival. Everything that I would normally do where I might spend more time doing it, I cut down the time so that I didn't have to So I had like some more time, like I said, just to clear my head. I needed to have just to really, really focus on the upcoming week. I would have liked to have a weekend where I really wasn't thinking about it, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. I knew I was going to be consumed about what was going on. So it just needed to be relaxing. I needed to let the ideas flow. I needed to think about these depositions in this trial and just really get into it and start the week fresh. So we in Anthem, they there was a pumpkin 
decorating contest. And it had three, there were three categories. There was families, there was nonprofits, and there was businesses. So I asked my staff if they would be interested in doing the pumpkins for the business part, you know, for my business. And I'm not creative. I'm not crafty. Both of the women who work for me are. They're very talented in that way, along with their other talents of what they do for working with me. Um, but they, they have skills. They have art skills. So we had a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and we were throwing out all these ideas. And I'll share them, and maybe next year somebody wants to take some of the ideas that we came up with. Uh, but we talked about uh, maybe doing a pumpkin that was law-related. My idea was to do a Grim Reaper as a judge. Um, Tanya came up with an idea to do a Ruth Bader Ginsburg pumpkin because she's so recognizable right now. And uh, Renee had all these great ideas for super cute pumpkins, like in unicorn, um, making the pumpkin look like a vessel of some sort, like a popcorn holder or something like that. We had all these ideas and it was fun. We brought in lunch and talked about it. And that actually is another thing I want to talk about is that at work for the health of your staff, for your health, it can't always be about work. So we did one day take a day and had lunch ordered in and we talked about pumpkins and decorating pumpkins. But our next ideas, we started talking about Harry Potter. The three of us really love Harry Potter. And Tanya had mentioned that she had looked at some po um, pumpkins on Pinterest that were like Harry Potter's head. And I always really loved the four houses. So um, when I go to Universal Studios... I'm going to tell you what my house is. My house is Ravenclaw, which I'm so proud of. Like I felt that should be my house. And then when I took the quiz on Pottermore, it was Ravenclaw. Everyone in my family has taken the quiz. We all know our houses. And when we go to Universal Studios, they have lots of uh, souvenirs that you can buy that are related to the four houses. And I love the four colors together, those four primary colors. So there's a big towel that you can get that has all the houses on it, or you can get separate tiles with each of the houses. But the red, green, blue, and yellow, they just look so good together with the four houses. So I said, is there something we can do with the four houses? And everyone liked that idea. And we talked about, you know, maybe a Quidditch field with representing the four houses. And then the girls came up with a really good idea. They said, how about the sorting hat? And I thought that was the cutest idea I ever heard. So we had a sorting hat and four pumpkins that represented the four houses. And they took the house for um, Gryffindor, so Harry's house, and it had glasses and a lightning bolt on it. That was my request. I said, I want the Gryffindor pumpkin to be uh, Harry's face. And then the Hufflepuff, they did it as a Cedric Diggory jersey which was super cute and Ravenclaw had the colors and then Slytherin had the snake and then they put a cape on it for Snape and the cape said always 
this is one of my all-time favorite things that I've ever seen. It It's on my Facebook page and my Instagram if you go to it. So if you just put in my name and go to my Facebook, you'll see it. Or if you go to Florence Legally Brunette, you'll go to it. So this was all part of clearing my head. So the girls actually did the artwork for it. And then Renee and I went on Saturday to to set it up. And I took pictures and I posted it on Facebook, asked people to go vote if they happened to be an anthem. Uh, and this was part of clearing my head, just to think about something that was fun, that was not law-related, was a little bit related to my business because I considered it a business promotion. There was a little sign in front of the display that said Law Office of Florence Bremer. But it made me feel happy. I was so happy to think of it. We ended up coming in second place in the businesses. So we're very, very happy. But this was just part of having a, a day where I'm just not focused entirely on my cases. On Saturday night, I went to a movie with my whole family. There were 10 of us. There were some people missing. My, my husband was at a dinner with his father for the Vietnam vets. My father-in-law is a Vietnam vet. So there was a couple of us missing, but there were 10 of us. You know, my parents were there. My brother was there, his children, my children, my sister-in-law. And we went in a big group and we saw the new Halloween. Before I end the episode today, I'll do a review of it. Um, but that was just another thing I did that was part of clearing my head. Everything that I was doing in terms of clearing my head for Saturday was an anticipation of Sunday. So Sunday, I hate working on Sundays. <laughs> and if I do work, I want to work after 6 or 7 p.m. and work from my bedroom and bed, maybe have the walking dead playing in the background. But I don't like to to work then. I, tr I really, to the greatest extent possible, I try not to work on weekends. It's a bummer. It makes me too tired. But sometimes you have to. And this weekend was one of them. So I knew Sunday was going to be my push day. So here's some tips for working on a weekend and making it feel like it's not the worst thing ever. So Sunday, I got up at eight, which is very late for me. I usually get up between 530 and 630 during the weekdays. And even on Saturday, I'll get up really early on Saturday to take my walk. And that was another thing I did on Saturday, made sure I got my walk in all part of the process of clearing my head. So on Sunday, I got up at my own leisure. I skipped church on Saturday for a couple of reasons. One, my father-in-law goes with me now, and he had his dinner, so I didn't want him to miss going to church. So I decided to go on Sunday. And also, like I said, Saturday I was trying to unstructure Saturday to the greatest extent possible. I'm going to take a step back and talk again about Saturday. Uh, 
Here's another thing that I did with Saturday. I really thought about gratitude. All of the sudden, it's practically Thanksgiving. In a week and a half, it'll be Halloween. That'll be gone in a flash. As soon as Halloween is gone, it's all Thanksgiving. And when you start to get to Thanksgiving, every article that you read becomes about gratitude. And I really have to think in terms of gratitude when I'm feeling like this, just feeling super stressed. And I know it sounds hokey because to me, I'm not someone who's a natural meditator. I'm not someone that prayer comes easily to. Sometimes I've explained it as I feel like my my prayers or my meditations are stuck in my throat and I can't get them out. Even though this is something I'm just doing for myself. You know, this is a private thing and I feel like I can't get it out. So sometimes that can be a very hard thing for me. Someone who, where I talk for a living, I talk all the time. I talk to people all the time. I started this podcast to talk and on my own, sometimes I feel like I can't get my words and thoughts out. So I really thought about gratitude and how thankful I need to be for what is going on around me. I'm thankful for having this podcast. Every week, more people listen and find me. This week, I submitted my podcast to iTunes. I don't know if it'll get accepted. I really don't know what the requirements are. Um, but, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I people can find me on SoundCloud. They can find me on my website. But I got to the point where I had enough content that it felt like it's time to submit it to iTunes. I'm thankful for my clients and my cases. These are people who pay me. They help me make a living. And they come to me because they have something that's going on in their life that they need help with. That is something to be thankful for. That I am someone who maybe has something to offer these people to get them from point A to point B on whatever their problem that they're having. I'm thankful that my family all lives nearby. All my uh, immediate family, my parents, my father-in-law. I do have some people who are still back in Illinois. Um, My brothers-in-law and my mother-in-law, they're in Illinois. But the rest of my family is all out in Arizona. It took a while to get everyone here, but we're all here. And sometimes we get together and I think, oh, this is, you know, something I have to do. This is something that I have to take care of. But then when I'm there, I think, I'm so grateful we're all here. Even if we're watching football or just getting pizza together. When we went and saw the movie together yesterday, I thought, I am so happy. I'm so happy to be here that I can afford to go to this movie, that all of us can meet here and um, share this time together, talk for a few minutes after the movie, talk for a few minutes before the movie. Like This is something to be grateful for. I'm grateful that I have 
um, devices that help me get my work done, that I have computers to get my work done, that sort of thing. This was all part of the clearing of my head, just being grateful. The other thing with um, when you clear your head, here's what happens. You start to think better. You start to come up with ideas. Yesterday when I was um, taking a walk, all of a sudden I had this thought. And the thought was, if I moved things around in my office, if I switched my office with the conference room, my office will run a lot better. And some of the problems that we're having with the layout will be fixed with that switch. This is not anything that I was having a conscious thought about. It just sort of popped into my head. The The problems were there. Um, you know, it's it's too boring to explain, frankly, like what the problems are in terms of logistics. But if you just think about anything that you have going on in your life in terms of like a space problem, and then if it just pops in your head on what to do um, and how easy it can be, this is something that I wouldn't have thought of if I tried. But because my head was clear, thoughts were flowing. Thoughts were flowing about my cases. Thoughts were flowing about my office. And a good thing to do when you have the stream of consciousness, have a notebook with you. Everyone knows I have a notebook in my bag at all times. I have a notebook on my bedstand. I have a notebook on my desk. And these are there to um, help me capture these thoughts when I have them. I also take notes. A, a big thing of notes that I do is I text notes to my email. And that way, I can get rid of the note, I can get rid of the thought, it goes into my email, and then when I'm back at work, I can handle it. So it's captured, but not floating around in my head to bother me and, and keep me obsessed with it. So that was clearing my head. So now, what does this mean? On Sunday, I really, I got to work. And I, like I said, I got up early and went to the office for about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, here's when things start to get too, when you have too much information in your head, here's when you start to mess it up. So my plan was work for a little bit at the office, take my father-in-law to church, drop him off, go back to the office and work for a little bit, gather files and bring them home and work more for the rest of the day. So what I did was I went to the office and in my head, I know on Sundays, Sunday is not my usual church going day. I usually go on Saturday. But on Sundays, um, I know when the times are. There's three times. There's 830, there's 10, and there's 1130. So I get to the office around nine, I set an alarm for myself for an hour to work for an hour so I can get my father-in-law to church by 1030. Church doesn't start at 1030, it starts at 10. But that's how quickly in my head, because I was trying to get in as much work as possible, that I screwed that up. 
it's okay. We went to half a sermon. It was great. We had a nice time. I laughed when I sat down. And I remember I walked into the chapel and I thought, why is why are they this far into the sermon? And then I thought, oh, wow, you're losing it. So we went to church and then I went back to the office and did the rest of my plan. Uh, the other thing that I did, um, so when you're working on Sunday, it's it's hard because you, you know, you want to be with your family and you want to be present. So my oldest daughter called me and she said, do you want to get breakfast or lunch? And I said, oh, I'm working and I have to get all this stuff done and I don't know what to do. You know, I'm just complaining to her. She said, she's job hunting right now. So she said, I'll bring my laptop. You bring your laptop. We'll both go to the restaurant that has Wi-Fi and we'll get some work done. And then we brought my littlest daughter who also brought her laptop and she did some drawing on it. And it was nice. The three of us were together. It wasn't non-stop working like we just sat there and didn't work. But we enjoyed a meal together, got a little bit of work done, and then also were, were able to have a conversation and spend some time together. Uh, the rest of my night, this is 5 p.m. on Sunday. I'm going to be putting a few more hours in. There's no way to do it. I, I just have to um, bite the bullet on this one. And I think all of us have that where there's just times where you can't do it any other way. You just have to get it done. But the process and how you get it done can make it so much better. I'll give an example of what I used to do in the past when I was busy. So I would work on Saturday mornings. And I'll tell you why that's super flawed for me in, in my work. Saturday mornings is, and Saturdays, in fact, is the only day of the week where you're not going to have court or you're not going to have court the day after. Every other day, you're going to have that where it's the opportunity to either have court on that day, so it's five weekdays, or you're going to have court the day after. So Sunday, you can have court on Monday. So Saturday is really your your day to clear your head, your day to get things done. And for years, what I used to do was work all week and then Saturday morning, get up and go to the office and put in another three, four, five hours. It made me miserable. It made me nonproductive. It made me disgruntled about my work. It made it hard for me to come up with new ideas. Several years ago, when I scrapped working on a Saturday and started to do things for myself and my family, my whole outlook and perspective changed, and it gave me a new lease on life, basically, a new way of looking at my work. So that's, 
this week's podcast about just clearing your head and it makes it better for you. It makes you better at what you do. All right. I'm going to end this week's podcast with a review of the movie Halloween. I was so excited for this movie. So the new one that just came out is called Halloween, just like the one that came out in 1978. And this is 40 years later. After the one came out in 78, there were a bunch of sequels, and then there was a Rob Zombie reboot. Um, So there was Halloween, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I think there was Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. There was Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. This is all in the same timeline. Rob Zombie did a remake of Halloween, and then he did a Halloween 2. I think I've seen all the movies except the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. There's some of them that I haven't seen in years and don't really remember the older Halloweens um, except for the first Halloween because it seems like you end up watching that every couple of years at Halloween time. Um, But the new one that just came out was another complete like reboot of of everything. So in the new one, the 1978 Halloween happens. And then this movie is basically the sequel to it. So any of the ones that after the 1978 one, they cease to exist, they aren't part of this universe. So it's a reimagined storyline. So I thought that sounded super fun. And which is, you know, in the past, I think that it, was, it wasn't a thing. It was like if you had a storyline, this is the storyline you had and nobody could ever come back and, and change it. And like an example, when the Roseanne show came back in, I think it came back when it came back in the spring. I haven't watched the Connors yet, um, so I'm not sure if it's funny or not. But um, when Roseanne came back, at the end of the series, the old Roseanne, Dan was dead. And so when Roseanne came back, they just had it like it didn't exist. And lots of shows will do that now. Lots of shows, movies. And I think it's great. I think reimagining is great because this isn't set in stone. This isn't a historical timeline. You can do whatever you want. It's fiction. So with Halloween, I was really excited about it. I thought, like, what a cool way to do it. And then, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was back, and she had a daughter, Judy Greer, and she had a granddaughter. And there were some great things about this movie. In a way, it was very fun. It wasn't very long, so I think it was a little over an hour and a half. For some reason, at this movies, they they played they played almost like 20 minutes of previews. And I'm not joking. I know sometimes I exaggerate, but there was literally 20 minutes of previews because um, we had ordered some hot food and they had forgot to make it. It was like a hot pretzel and I don't know what the kids ordered, some other stuff. And my nephew and uh, my daughter were waiting for it. And then they came back and I, I was like, you're lucky there's still previews. It was like 20 minutes into it and they got back and sat down and watched the movie. Anyways, the movie itself just, it wasn't that long and it moved at a fast clip 
and it had some things that were very um, reminiscent of the old movie. The there was a high body count, if you like that in a movie, and um, it was very to me very reminiscent of the original Halloween. So it was very fun in that way. My brother, who is the most giant horror movie fan in the history of the world and loves Halloween, loves, loves, loves Halloween, actually hated this one. He um, did not like what they did with the story. Um, he just felt that a lot of it was stupid. Um, so... What can I say for people who want to see it? I think it's definitely worth going to see during this time of year. If you enjoyed the original Halloween, if you didn't care for the sequels, this movie is probably great for you because you don't care about what happened in the sequels or what sort of story that there was. In a way, this Halloween um, didn't have much of a story. It was, like I said, very close to the original Halloween in that it was um, very much about Michael Myers making a high body count. The thing that was a little bit different, so you have Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode, and she's always great to have in a movie. In a movie. I love Jamie Lee Curtis when she was on the TV show Scream Queens that was for two seasons. She's probably my favorite part of it. She was so funny. So I really enjoy her. And it was nice to see her character again. Um, she, I, I don't want to spoil the movie <laughs> to anyone who hasn't seen it. So I'm not going to say too much. I mean, I know there's kind of a lot of spoilers out there right now with it. But I will say this. There were some disappointments about it. It has a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think that rating is justified. It, there was a script that was written um, in part by Danny McBride, who I love as an actor. He was in Eastbound and Down in HBO on HBO, and he was in the movie This Is The End. And every time he shows up in a movie or a TV show, he's so funny. As I watched this movie, I felt that there was a different script out there at one time that got changed to become more generic in a way. You saw some things that had some ambition and some storylines that appeared to be going in a different direction, and then it just sort of went away. It wasn't as bad as... <laughs> I know no one's going to even know this movie I'm talking about, but I saw the movie Hellfest a couple of weeks ago, and that movie was lousy with these um, strings that of the story that went places and then never went anywhere. This story was not like this. This was a, a cohesive story. This was – you can watch it and you can follow it, and it makes sense. But there was also some things where you thought – if they would have took it a little bit of a different way, it could have been um, maybe a little bit better. Like there were things that I felt that were unexplored. I don't think I'm spoiling this when I say it because it's been shown in the previews. But in the very beginning, they show these two podcasters visiting Michael Myers at the prison. 
and they're trying to goad him into saying something or to reacting. And I thought that they would, even how the movie began, I thought that these two podcasters were going to have an instrumental part in the movie. And then they don't. It just sort of goes away. So that's all I'll say. Um, enjoyable. If you're looking for, if you're looking to see a scary movie before Halloween, go see Halloween. There's lots of jump scares. Um, it's not as, uh, my brother had a complaint that the uh, killings were not shown that you just saw the aftermath of the killing and he thought that was more uh, not really Michael Myers style in terms of the movies that you see more of the killings it was pretty darn bloody I thought and um, thought it was a good Halloween movie but like I said not the greatest movie you'll ever seen in the world the end had kind of a, a fun ending which in a way didn't match the rest of the movie. So it's it's hard for me to talk about without spoiling it. So if I had to give it a grade, I'd probably give it like a B minus or a C plus. Enjoyable for a Halloween movie, but as years of Halloweens roll on, when you're looking to pull out a scary movie, this one probably won't be it. You'll probably go back to the original 1978 Halloween or one of the sequels. Thank you again for listening to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on my Facebook page under my name. You can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Florence Legally Brunette. I also have a Tumblr page, Florence Legally Brunette, as well as on Twitter at FlorenceLaw.com. Feel free to reach out to me on any of these platforms. I would love to hear from people. Like I said, I have been pleasantly surprised over the last few weeks at the amount of listeners that have increased. It's like it has increased greatly. I thank you to people who are listening. When I look at the stats and see names that I don't recognize, I'm just tickled. I'm tickled that there's people that are finding me. When I first used to look at the stats in the top three were my good friend from um, from Georgia and my daughter. <laughs> so those were my uh, two of my top three listeners. And now they're people that I, I don't know that I haven't met. So thank you again. And I'll be next back next week with new tips for making your life easier and managing your business and managing your time in the practice of law or in whatever business that you're in. God bless. Bye-bye.